Welcome to Will You Accept This Rose, a production of iHeartRadio. Oh, yeah. So horny. (laughs) Nothing feels better than saying the word horny in front of your adult brother. (laughs) Who you're sitting next to, by the way. You gotta lean towards the mic, Al. Not okay. Listen, this is... These are the two weird JJ's legacy and her apartment. The wallpaper explosion. It's gorgeous. It's making it a tear up. She misses JJ's wallpaper. Hello and welcome to a very special road trip episode of Will You Accept This Rose? My name is Arden Marine, coming to you from my late mother's wallpaper emporium, New York apartment. With me today are two gentlemen that fell in friendship love over their love of the Little Compton, Rhode Island dump. There's also another human. There are actually, I have to say, four out of five people on this podcast know and love the Little Compton, Rhode Island dump. First up, I'm going to introduce is the man who was also built by JJ Marine. Um, we are definitely built by the same engineer. I would say we're the yin and the yang of the gene pool. <laughs> uh, he, you might know him as an empresario of a company that let's just not even talk about. We don't want to, we don't want to humiliate him because it's like fancy and they're going to be like, wait, what did you do on this Wednesday afternoon? All that matters is that he had a software company when he was 10 while I was making my Barbies hump and he was busy having my parents' friends hire him to program things called JAL software with his friend Jason LeBossonaire in the late 80s. Ladies and gentlemen, my brother, Folka Alaric Wilhelm Marine III. Hello, everybody. Hi, Al. I will say that over the summer when we were discussing in Little Compton with a with a table full of, of ladies. Yep. Uh our love of the dump. One of them said, <clears throat> I put on lipstick to go to the dump. And I was sad because in COVID, she was wearing a mask and she was like, well, no one will see my lipstick at the dump now. Who put on, who was that? Keith Crudgington? You know, um, it was, uh, uh, I think I think it was Joanna. Great. Johan, uh, Johan. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of a man who knows how to dress up for the dump, He's also a superstar. He's a celebrity. He's a t- world-class tennis athlete. He's going to be at the U.S. Open next year. You heard it here first. He sprained his ankle in front of me on the courts with our tennis dynamo, and he kept playing. He is on the the Ryan Murphy program 911 with Angela Bassett. Excuse me. He is on the show You with Penn Bagley now streaming the hit. Excuse me. He is on the podcast Attitudes. He is also Ask Rana with Rana and Brian. He's not Ryan. He is my favorite man named Brian, Brian Safi. I feel like the gang is back together. I truly do. I had the most fun this summer with you (laughs) and Al and Tana for one day. Yes. Because we, we just crossed over for a second. Yes. Um, But uh, I'm thrilled to be here. I also never knew that Alaric's first name was not Alaric. It is not. It's Folka. F-O-L-K-E. You know, like how Folka's spelled. Right. (laughs) So if your name was Folka, 
Which name would you go with? I mean, there's a, it's a, there's three wild cards. There's also Wilhelm, which is like a tough one to roll with in like this this day and age, you know? Right. This kid's getting no breaks. This kid's getting he, – so he went with yeah. – he was Big Al growing yeah. up. Big Al. I love uh, it. Of the three of them, that's the easiest one. I never knew. Also, a woman who's so happy to be here because she's keto. You know she's going to love this episode. Oh, Tana? Tana. She's, she's keto. She's keto. She's We know she was – you know what? She's going to be happy that the pizzapreneur is gone because t- – t- 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 Tana can't have pizza. She's keto. No, she's keto. She's yeah. keto, you know? She's, she's a woman that also came to Little Compton, Rhode Island. She saw the chicken caboose. She's been on Zillow every day since we all went. <laughs> she's keto. She saw me and Brian with Brian's peanut butter powder. She knows what it means to get out the towels and it's time to watch Judge Judy and eat peanut butter powder, watch The Real Housewives of Potomac and The Bachelorette. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Tana Anna Banana Ariana Hosnie. How are you, Dr. Banana? Right. And I also want to say I taught you guys about ice cream soup. Yes. You did. <laughs> yes. Well, you, I don't think Alaric knew about Tell Alaric. I don't think you taught uh, him about ice cream soup. It's like a sugar-free ice cream I eat that I let melt and then pour a bunch of like, you know, uh, uh, fruits, berries. Yes. And Do you ever pour peanut butter powder into it? I feel like I, I think I made you. I think I forced you to put peanut butter powder as we all know. We know how to live. We know how to live. Fit organic is what kicks up every delicacy. Yeah, five notches. By the way, so I I mean, rest in R.I.P. J.J. Marine. I'm trying to lure Brian to uh, New York City. I'm too scared. (laughs) Over Thanksgiving for a week, and I like the text is not like. Oh, we could go to Broadway. We could go to the Rainbow Room. It's literally like we can put down towels. Somewhere else and, we can eat. <laughs> and eat your peanut Another butter sofa. powder. <laughs> we can put down, get out the towels. Also, right. I don't want her to feel left out. There's a hero here. A woman who's a little stressed out today. I can see it. I can see it in her face. We love her. She's an animal lover. She's an American treasure because she greenlit this podcast when everybody was like, no one will listen. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> the head of our production team and our fearless leader, Katie Levine. <laughs> Katie, do you feel left out that you have not been to the Little Compton Town dump? Oh, uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Love it. That's the kind of response you get to be like, come to the dump. In conclusion, I will say, can I just say, I think Katie would really like the dump because it's, yeah. Katie, like, it's really amazing. Fun. Like you organize everything and put everything into a separate place and it's very specific and yeah. certain things have to go, you know, or someone's going to yell at you. But I think yeah. it's actually quite like uh, it's it makes you feel good. You're like, okay. it's satisfying. Yeah, so yeah. satisfying. When you that. pitched it to me and Brian, when you because we, we were like a little confused. When you're no, like, no, you're gonna so love the dump. The Tell our listeners if they don't know about what's so great about the dump before. And I trust me, we're about to get to the Bachelorette. What did you love? What's your pitch for someone who's never been to the town dump? Well, for starters, you can see where the where your garbage is going. Right, <laughs> there's that moment of reckoning yeah. of being. Uh, you know, a member of our society, yeah. and you're like, "Up, oh, this is the waste I made yeah. in like the past three days." It's basically like, "Oh, look at you! Look what you yeah. did! Look at you, you monster!" And you get to hurl it, yeah, 
uh, because the like you have to like hurl it down this long chute. So like yeah. you take like a wind up and a and a, and a you pitch. feel like an athlete. <laughs> yeah, you feel like a world class athlete. Like it Brian, is a real like purge. Brian. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, I, I after I went to the dump and hurled is when I was like I need to be playing more tennis. I just knew yeah. it when. <laughs> would lead yeah. to the next. I loved it there. To me, it felt like an absolute Jim Henson production. I loved every <laughs> character. I loved Fraggle every Rock. single. Fraggle Rock. Total Fraggle Rock. I loved well, it. Well, the I'm best totally part impressed. was when we get, and then we'll get going, was when we when we got out of the, hopped out of the car, and we heard what? Adam. Oh. Adam. It's me, Sean Martin. We went to school together. Adam, it's Sean Martin. I thought that was Adam. Adam, yeah. is that you? Adam, it's me, Sean Martin. We went to school together. So That's good. Right. It was so good. Speaking of which, we are changing lives one slice at a time. How you like me now? Let's start talking about the episode. <laughs> I've, I, if, if some, if I, when I get hit by a bus later today, it, I want on my tombstone. I want on my cooler. I want on my cooler that you bury me in. Printed, changing lives one slice at a time. How you like me now? That was said on primetime television last night. Thank you, ABC. Thank you, Pizzapreneur. Your run was short, but you had a, a lot of weird lines. Uh, and I need to just let everybody know, I went, I have a book that's out called Moms Don't Have Time to uh, Have Kids. And I went to the party for it last night. And then like you do, I went and celebrated with a two-person karaoke room. So I start, I hit play at two in the morning. It's not my best note taking, but I was loving it. I was here for it. I thought this was a great episode. Brian, did you enjoy the episode? I did. You know, this is, um, I, I have... This was my first intro to this season of The Bachelorette. I really like her. Right. Uh, she, by the way, well, I know we're going to get to it, but like the slam poetry thing was really moving. Like, I know. Her, her entire thing. I thought that was really cool. I, I liked her. I have to say, because I know that you're a busy man. This season is really worth throwing on your pile. She's a, I, I will. Think, I think she's the best Bachelorette that they've ever had. No, she's really good. She I, tied I, I with really Caitlin. Enjoy. Tied with Caitlin. Um, right. uh, Tana, did you enjoy this episode? Uh, yes, I did. I really enjoy this. I already love this season from night one, from the bah, 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 or what the pizza. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> His opening. Bah, 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 bah. We all know what you were talking and about. Like the, uh, someone on on Twitter coined him lettuce head. The guy that came out on a yeah. plate. All yeah, that. that was great. Lettuce Head was here for it. Uh, Brian, Lettuce Head delivered himself on a room service tray like a, like a Jim Henson creature. He was served like a dinner, and he didn't get out of the room service cart the entire opening night. For, for hours. Hours. That is seemingly. Sexy. Have you watched every episode, Al? I saw that episode, and great. then I saw the, I saw last night's, and, uh, and, you know, he's now no longer on a bed of lettuce and yep. standing upright. Great. Oh, so who is he now? He is, um, he was the one that confided in her who had been the rat, which was Jamie. He was the one that told her that Jamie did it. So we're going to start out with that. Starting up top, Michelle is hurt. She's hurt by all the chatter that Jamie said about Joe. Jamie, and now, uh, Tana, as our um, expert historian and sort of like the person who, I mean, Lori's the historian, but you're the keeper of sort of the facts. There's been more evidence that Jamie is like a scammer. Is that correct? Well, I want to give a shout out to Real Bachelor Jobs. It's a website. They have a Twitter. Um, they really did the work. Uh, right. Right. They went in and did all the research and were able to find that even his former company, Soul Solution, something like that, 
was, excuse me, I should say allegedly. I'm not trying to get sued by this guy. No, so oh, this guy, cool. Jamie, has these companies and it turns out allegedly none of them are what he says he yeah, did. They're kind of like middleman scammer companies in a way. Allegedly, allegedly, okay? Allegedly, allegedly. So that's, that's the best kind of scammer company. Yes, you for sure. You yourself in the middle and you take all the money. Yeah. Yeah. Um, very intel, very sexy. Oh, very go look at realbachelorjobs.com uh, for the real full scoop. They, you know, they com- you know, go further than our wonderful guest or uh, fan who sent in the email. Uh, no, and by the way, shout out to Lindsay again. Lindsay, who sent us that whole thing. Uh, she was, she actually loved Kyle because she's so cool that she loved that Kyle was so clearly throwing his unpreparedness. Like he was trying to deflect with throwing attention on Lindsay when it was clearly that Kyle was the worst, worst prepared podcast guest we've ever had in our lives. (laughs) Next to Dean, next to Dean. You can't be mad at Dean. He lives in a van. He's Dean. So it's Kyle actually is number one worst prepared podcast guest we've ever had. Because she doesn't live in a van. So she doesn't, you know, Kyle doesn't have that excuse. Kyle doesn't, Kyle actually is a homeowner. He doesn't have that excuse. excuse. And he owns a hot tub that he never connected or filled up. Yeah. He could sit in his hot tub and get prepared. Thank you. By the way, having a hot tub is basically like the next closest thing to being on that show. Thank you. Yeah, he that's he should have been more prepared. I agree. He should have been more. We can all agree. All the listeners were like ardent. The listeners, listeners were not feeling it. And we feel we appreciate your we understand what you're saying. We love Kyle, but we get you're like ardent, like yourself enough to bring on people that watch the episode. I get it. We heard you. We heard you. (laughs) So then so then we have so. People are like, uh-oh, there's a rat in our mist. And um, Jamie, meanwhile, is such a maniac. Like, he's so deluded that he's like, I feel like I'm in the best position. You know, no one needs to know that it was me. Like, yeah, I did what I had to do. I had a one-on-one date. And sure, I stirred the pot, but she doesn't need to know that. And then... Let's take it to the danger zone. Kate McCoochie texted me. <laughs> she was like, do you think we're supposed to go see Top Gun Maverick? <laughs> uh, do you think maybe they want us to see Top Gun Maverick? Like, could they have plugged that anymore? And again, I'm not saying I'm the most popular person out there or I've ever been on shows that anybody watched. But the fact that they got people to be like, oh, my God, it's Glenn Powell and Jay Ellis from Top right. Gun Maverick. Which I looked up is coming out in May of 2022. <laughs> it's, it, this that is, is seven time on playing Are you this serious? Out. Yes. Are yeah. you serious? And I love also that they were like, by the way, when Michelle drops like the big bomb, that like the big surprise, she was like, this is the car. That they used in Top Gun Maverick. It was tiny. It was tiny. To do about that. It was like also like a mini car. Like was it like Tom Cruise coming back from the pet? Like (laughs) that car would be proportional for mittens and not. Yeah, but Tom Cruise was like, I'm not using an Apple box in this car, so they made it really tiny. (laughs) They they they, like put him in it so it makes him appear gigantic. (laughs) Look, I get it. I get it. Also, wait, what was the the text, Anna, that you between you and Doug that made me really laugh? They're like, Top Gun is about love. What did you oh, what was yeah. that reaction? I asked him, I said, is or well, I just asked the group chat, is Top Gun about love? And he said, It's about having your breath taken away. <laughs> <laughs> very true. I remember it being very like homoerotic. It's like two. Oh, well, high. the guy who said, the like, oh, I, I love the volleyball scene. Yeah. I was like, that is one of the gayest <laughs> scenes in cinema history. It was the only time that guy's perked up too. Yeah, totally. <laughs> no, that is the case. Young Val Kilmer oiled 
up yeah. from tip hairless. They were all like, like hairless, like eels, yep. lubed up, like slithery little. Like Couldn't get closer. Yes. You, were you so like, take my, I mean, there was nothing hotter than young Val Kilmer. Are you kidding me? I totally agree. I totally agree. There he was, was the young. one. You were like, holy, because he was like the bad boy. Two of like all jaw, all jaw chewing that gum. Yeah. And then, and then Kelly McGillis and T- so and- great in that movie. Oh my god! And then she became like a tennis pro, didn't she? Isn't she like a tennis pro in Florida? No. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Okay. So then they're like, oh my God. And they're like, um, all right, you guys, you're going to get call signs. You're little Willie, you're frosted tips, you're doughboy. And the guy was like, doughboy. That's not doughboy. is like a tough gangster. He's a fool. This guy's not doughboy. And um, so little Willie's like, hard to take. Doughboy is actually a, a little white guy who makes uh, muffins and croissants. Like Pillsbury, yeah, yeah. The Pillsbury. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, That's I like think a it real depends p- on the context. Yeah, yeah, the uh-huh. doughboy. Yeah, the uh-huh. doughboys, or it's like the doughboys. It's our rookies. Right. It's our exactly. rookies. Exactly. So then we have um, Frosted Tips went and checked in on Michelle before they did the G spot training, and he was so like, sweet. "I have to say, Frosted Tips." I mean, a lot of people were like. Somebody texted. I, I I don't want to I don't want to ruin somebody that could potentially win tweet of the week. But I just we had a lot of good tweets last night, by the way. But there was one that was like, oh, hold on, let me see if I can find it. Okay, this is from Vanessa Cranston at Van Jan Cran. Martin seems nice, though he looks like if you took all members of InSync and combined them into one person. Completely. <laughs> Completely. That's so good. So accurate. So good. It's so good. Um. Yeah, he does. He looks like a five-person boy band jammed into <laughs> one person. I do love watching the show because every every time I see it, I'm like, oh, right. I remember things that I had forgotten, like the store structure. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like the early aughts in general. Like everyone on this show is stuck. The guys are always stuck in like 2003. And yes. I love, I love it. Yeah, it feels like they could be wearing like like um John Gosling type of like um, yeah. at that like the oh dear what was that guy's name that designer Christian yes like a like a blazer Ed Hardy the Ed Hardy shirts yeah yeah with like a dragon ring yeah. Al did you just I did I I did not I remember seeing the Ed Hardy shirts and thinking oh those look pretty cool <laughs> you were right you and were then, right. And then everyone was like, oh, no, don't wear the Ed Hardy shirts. It's like, really? Because they kind of look cool, but I, I never wore them. I like that. So. It's interesting to me that they spoke to you. I like that they that, that you saw that and you're like. I saw them with like no cultural context at all. And I was like, I think those are cool looking shirts. I wish now that you were like became Alaric Marine. <laughs> and like if you were like, no, it's like not even ironic. Like I just like these shirts. If you just like double switch from like a khaki and a button down and t- Ed Hardy, please. Yeah, I have a question. How did you guys feel about all the chains everyone was wearing under their uh, like jumpsuits, especially when they were working out? Like the sweatiest chains you've ever seen. Thoughts? Oh, I I miss you know my, the television here is the size of a postage stamp, and I'm blind as a bat, so I like. So and it was also like five thirty in the morning. So I so he tell us what kind. I didn't see the chains. Talk to me. The guys a lot. Almost every guy was had like strong chain game going yeah. on. It was like 
the F boy Island accessory style of right. they all so over accessorized that you're like, isn't it uncomfortable to be like doing a workout with like five different chains on? Right. Brian, you work out with chains on all the time. How does that Constantly. go for you? Are you kidding? Oh, it's so great because ultimately what happens is because I like to gnaw on things while I'm working out. I'm like a horse. I need like a bit. So I take the chains and put them on my mouth and just ravage them. You know? And then is there like peanut butter powder dripping down the side? It's like, there is, you get the towels is. out? I do the towels. I do my Marie Antoinette where I powder my hair with it. I do all of that. Yeah. I, I have Brian, beige hair when I'm dressed up. And Brian also wears, when we play tennis together, Brian wears very elaborate, tall, wigged hair pieces. Like, I and do. sometimes he'll put like a boat in them or yeah. like a bird, like a bird cage, like a full Marie Antoinette powdered, like face and hair. Thank it's you. gorgeous. I do. It's gorgeous. I gorgeous. I do. This beautiful. I would like to also say I call Brian my beautiful baby boy, and we do take tennis clinics together. And And now have a hat that says BBB, which stands for beautiful baby boy. And now new strangers that we've met that are now our best friends because we take our tennis clinics. They all go, they all know, and they're like, "Oh, is BBB coming today? Where's BBB?" By the way, every time I wear it, someone asks if I work for the Better Business Bureau, and I was like, (laughs) "How fucking hilarious would it be if they had merch?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do. And I love it. I love working there. I wear their clothes. I love it. I actually, they didn't give this to me for free. I paid for it. It was $30. I paid for it. That's how much I love it. Yeah. That's <laughs> like, right. a, like a Dr. Banana. I used to work with a guy who wore a, who wore a, a, a DSNY hat, which is the Department of Sanitation. And wow. he's, he's like, you know, they don't get enough. They don't get enough love. And I was like, that's true. Like they don't like all the love goes to the fire department. Yeah. You know, and, and but like the DSNY, man, you need them. You need, the, you know I what? I get one he's, of those. I'm not kidding. That's not I true. actually kind of want one. Too. We should get matching ones and we then should. come hang out in my mom's apartment and just like eat, wear them while we eat on towels and never leave it. the apartment. I'm in. Tana, um, how do you feel about that? I know that you're keto. Does that uh, trigger you or anything? Or how do you feel about that? Uh, no, no. You know, I, I love I love sanitation. <laughs> I love the dump. And I love hats. So this is actually perfect for me. Okay, great. Because I know that you're keto and I wanted to check in. So then they go, I could no more have done this G, this G spot thing, this G force. Like you, I could, to spin... I have no inner ear. So, like my inner ear, I can't go on a roller coaster anymore. I can't like I I couldn't even do the spinny thing that that guy wanted to do with her. Like I would have thrown up everywhere and then been down for the count for like four days. Brian, could you go on the G spot simulator? I'll tell you this: it didn't look like it was that bad. I would, oh. have, pardoned, I would have gone on it and I would have smoked a cigarette while I was doing. it. <laughs> Would, you, I'm going to find one for when I bring you here that we can go to in like New Jersey and I'm going to right, I'll people. probably barf everywhere, <laughs> but I'm going to get you like a nice, like Virginia slim Thank and you. we're, we're going to start a TikTok channel together. Yes. You're gonna wear your department of sanitation. <laughs> Absolutely. And you're going to wear all your chains that you're gnawing on with your powdered wig and you're going to smoke that cigarette and I'm going right. to film you in your G-spot simulator. That's and right. and I'm, I'm going to make a book after that, a copy table book you and I called Fun Places to Smoke, written by two non-smokers. So <laughs> here are fun places you could smoke cigarettes. Here's fun places. To, uh, uh, um, you could smoke G-force. a fun place in elementary school. Absolutely. <laughs> No doubt about it. Yeah. Um, you know, while, you know, at a gun range holding a gun, you could, the other hand could be smoking. Yeah, oh, my God. I, you know what? I feel like 
that would be like, I've reached the top of the mountain of me. It's like, I've evolved as this is the peak. Me is me <laughs> like a lady pistol and yep. like a, and like a slim Capri cigarette. Yes. Like, and I have a little holster and I'm like, what are you looking at cowboy? Yep. And then like, and that's the moment I should get hit by the bus. And then, and then you put, then you put changing lives one slice at a time. How you like me Definitely. now? Like, that's it. That's my it finale. Now. That's yep. the finale. Dan, I feel like, did you have something to say as our keto rep? I felt like you were about to say something. Why are you getting hit by a bus? <laughs> I just figure that's how I'm going to go down. Okay. Yeah. No, no, you're right. You're right. Quick. Quick. Yeah. Painful. Awful. Because you'll be alert not for great. a little bit. Oh. Not, not great. I'm not looking forward to it. No. But I assume at some point that's my destiny. Are right you now, like closed casket. To be clear, <laughs> I obviously would need to be buried in a cooler or shot off with, like with fireworks. Right, you're right. There you're you right. Fireworks, fireworks. Obviously, I was uh, earlier this year. You did a you did a guest spot on a game show, and you, you got a big hug after having basically not gone anywhere for months and months and months. From, yeah, from Urkel. Urkel hugged me, and I was like. And I was kind of thinking through what if Urkel gave you COVID and what if that killed you? And I remember thinking like, what if your entire life had been an inexorable march towards the moment when Urkel killed, killed you? You want to know what's crazy? I thought the same thing. I yeah. literally thought I didn't ask for the hug. He was very nice. I didn't feel creepy except for the COVID of it all. Right. And then I actually thought the same thing. I thought if Urkel, I like that we both thought that it's like, if Urkel killed me with a hug, it was always written in the stars, yeah. and there's nothing I could have done to avoid no. it. it. Was it was just a one, destiny, you know, slow march towards, towards that single moment. That was I if you make a final thing. destination six, Arden, that'll yeah. be the way you go. Yeah. <laughs> that'll be your final destination, and it'll be the weirdest people installment. People will be mm -hmm. like, "This isn't like the other installments." Right. I didn't see. I didn't see Regina Sinclair from Insatiable getting hugged by Urkel and dying. No. At a Meredith Vieira game show, but I loved it and it terrified me. It terrified totally. me. I terrified understand. me. I Coming would spend the rest of my life avenging your death. <laughs> <laughs> well, what would you do? Well, what's one thing that you would do, Dr. Burnett? Would you would eat hunt. bread again? Yeah, I would eat bread again. The <laughs> energy to hunt Urkel down. <laughs> She's it. keto. She's good. That's love because she's yeah. keto, you know. She's keto. Yeah. She's she's keto. keto. You hear that? She would love it though because she's keto. Mm -hmm. So then we have. Keto people love revenge. <laughs> they love it. Well, by the way, because they're secretly so pissed. Anna, aren't you secretly so pissed that you're keto? So pissed. I mean, you look great. You look great in your you you look pants. Wonderful. But are you so hungry and pissed? Yeah, I'm furious. <laughs> Except for when you're having your your ice cream peanut butter soup. That's yeah, covered in cheese and furious. Yes. Yes, that's right. That's how you do it. So then they do it. And so then Peter Peter pizza eater, he starts doing Italian while he's spinning. And then Willie, who is really like, uh, oh, I have a bad inner ear like Arden, he goes in and then he does Spanish. And then he's able to translate it and, and it ends with she she gets off he gets off and she goes, Do you need a bucket? And he says, I need you. And Pizzapreneur was like, Oh, oh, fake. This is fake news. Oh, go. I'm gonna have to take him out Maverick style, because he loved the volleyball scene. Um yep. and um it was and then they did like a fight sequence where Clayton is trying to get a leg in the game and he just plows each dude off the stage. Uh, Brian, how do you feel about Clayton? 
how do I feel about Clayton? He's a big kind of hunky, kind of pale guy. He is. He's like kind of an old school hunk. No, I know exactly who he is. He's Um, like a football hunk. I did like that he was playing to his strengths. Yes. Like his strength is like, uh, you know what I mean? And like, so he, he brought that to the table and it was enough to keep him, you know? BBB, may I harass you for a second? Do I have, yeah. do I have consent? You You've consent. never looked more gorgeous. Well, you I look, have a ring light on my face right now. Do you? You look gore, but you look trim. You Thank look you. tan. Your Thank beard you. is at a night. Like, like you look gorgeous. Do you agree? Dana, do you agree that he looks gorgeous? Please. Yes. Thank God. Alaric, do you agree that Alaric, he, please, he looks, please, please. Do you agree that he looks gorgeous? I need this. He's gorgeous. He gorgeous. Thank you gorgeous. so much. How about the fact that Brian was a hit with every single woman over 55 at the Little Compton Golf Club? I are you surprised? No, we no. did. He was Thank basically God. like the grand marshal of the Little Compton parade. When we did our talk, no rain no, shall fall. You were the grand right. marshal. I was like the um I was like the security. No, no, no. Uh, the whole, because you kept get booking jobs. Like, you kept leaving. And then they'd be like, oh, oh. and Brian. Yes. And Brian was hilarious. I could That's lavish in the arms of them all day. I mean, we're going back. We're going to go hang out. And uh, Dana had a nice meal with all of the all of the yes, ladies the, in at Providence. At fancy place, yeah. Al Fornos. Al Fornos. Fabulous. Johan, who puts the lipstick on to go to the dump, she treated us to her, like, elegant Providence meal. Dana, did you feel so seen by those, my mom's friends? We got taken out by a group of ladies, beautiful ladies, 65 and up. They were all like, what happened to your marriage? What happened? And then they were, but they were like protective of us and here for Dana. Did you feel that? I loved it. I loved every moment of it. I, I look forward to the day I see my friends again. Yeah. Me too. That's right. Okay. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with uh, all sorts of handle your scandal, America. Bone zone. Let's get in the bone zone, guys. And we're back. So now um, we're back at the battle of the thing. Peter's all pissed off because he did the Italian. I just have to return a compliment really fast. Arden, you look hot as hell right now. I do? You've got this like wake up, easy breezy, Breck girl sort of. um, Yeah. And Margaret and Bye Bye Birdie. Like you're just, you're giving us a few different things. And I love it. Catherine, didn't you have a little bit with the messy hair? It looks Oh great. my God. Thank you so you much. Truly look S E S S Y. Oh, oh my God. Thank <laughs> you so much. I can't wait to make you legally be my guardian. I cannot. Yes. I, I just, I really appreciate it because I feel haggard, but I'm having, I've been having the best time. I have well, to say, I, I love New York good. City. Good. I do too. It's okay. I went to the Carlisle last night for the first time ever. Whoa. Did you see a show or just get a drink or what? I do? went, but we went, I went to the bar beforehand because I was early for the party that the book event, which was around there, which was around the there. Party. And then, so I went uh, with my uh, date to the Carlisle bar, which was beautiful. Gorgeous. And then we went, then we went to the, uh, 
party, and then we did two-person karaoke. I had a really fun date. That's a good night. That's a great date. I mean, that's everything I want. I want visual. High-low, high-low. High-low. I want a gorgeous surrounding, like the Carla. You know I want a wallpaper. Like the top wallpaper game is the Carlisle Bar. It is gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. You know I want wallpaper. Number two, I want a fun party of like looking around somebody else's gorgeous house. Like free food. Like, is this gratis? Can I steal all your like, you know, sliders? And then after being with the hoi polloi, I got to go back to the gutter like I really am. Karaoke City on like 34th Street near Macy's, ending the night doing songs. And it turns out when you're in a two person room, you can see some karaoke songs are not meant for karaoke. Mm. Yeah. You don't know too long. The bridge is too boring, whatever. Yeah. There's songs you're like, oh, I think I know this song. Turns out I don't know this song. And it's actually really actually hard. You know what was awful? Come on, Eileen. In what, what made it awful? The repetitiveness or the length? You actually don't know the verses. You know the chorus. Uh, like, you're like, wait, this is Come On Eileen? What are you talking about? <laughs> Come On Eileen is terrible. I believe you. Also, the Ellie Goulding song, Anything Can Happen, is a lot of ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> yeah, she only says like three sentences and then goes to the chorus. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. this is an error. But when you're two person karaoke, you just hit the next button. You know, I think the fanciest party I ever went to in New York City at an apartment was after going to the Carlisle. <gasps> I think I went, I saw like Eartha Kid or, or Bobby Short or Look something. Look at you. And I was and I was in a suit. Yeah, you were. Carlisle, and I That's remember it. thinking, after this, we're going to this other party. I didn't really know the host. You were crashing, crashing the party. And I was like, oh, I'm going to be the guy in the suit at the party. And I got there and it was. Black tie, tuxedo. It was uh, the fanciest apartment I've ever been in. Wow. And I went up. I remember kind of wandering into the the dining room. There weren't that many people there. Everyone else was in the music room where someone was serenading. Like one of the guests who had written musicals was just at the piano playing and singing. Uh, and I was in the dining room. I'm like, oh, that's a really, I was like, oh my God, that's a, that's like, that's a, that's a beautiful Manet. Wow. Over the, wow. I was like, this, I, I just need was to Was your move suit in made by Ed Hardy? No, it was a really cheap suit. It was right. my first suit. It was not a nice suit. And on the okay, way out, wait. did you say, thank you so much for having me, Mr. Madoff? Your days are numbered. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mr. Epstein, you're, I have to yeah. say. Like, <laughs> right. This is a gorgeous apartment. Yeah, gorgeous. Gor- gorgeous. All right, so here we are. We're back. They're fighting. And so Peter, the pizzapreneur, is all pissed off because he did Italian and then Will did Spanish. Turns out pizzapreneur feels like a big guy. Little Will, little Willie knocked him off. Brian, you're nodding. Were you surprised by that? I was. Me I thought, too. I thought pizzapreneur had it in the back. Looking at them because not only is Will sort of slight, he's yes. also very sensitive. Yeah, which I shouldn't associate with weakness, but but I guess even more than that, Pizzapreneur was pissed. Yes, he so was like, like ready to fight. He wanted and not only to fight. was Pizzapreneur taken down, he was by far the most humiliated. Like because he went yeah. down awkwardly every time. Every time, I mean, it was like boom, boom, boom. I was like. Yeah. Uh, the guy, that guy is clearly much, much better at this than that other big guy. Like, he yep. knows how to do this. Um, yeah. T- Tana, as a live keto person, were you surprised to see Will take down the pizzapreneur? Um, 
Yeah, actually, kind of. I th- I felt like the pizzapreneur had more like brewing anger. Yeah, right. Sure. His, I, his, like, sure his, his, I wonder if his rage distract. Like he was. I wonder if he was so seeing red that he couldn't focus it. Like that it was almost like scatter shot and not like fueled like a like a like a nuclear missile. You right. know that he was just yeah. more blacked out with rage. Blacked out with rage. Yeah. Okay, so then, um, so then she's like, "Okay, well, Will, you won, and um, here's the vintage car from Top Gun Maverick." So right. lucky! They're so lucky. I what I wouldn't give to drive that car, the car from Top Gun Maverick specifically. From coming out in May 2020. I'm sure that May 2020, I will form 22. memory. Tw- yeah. More 2022, I will form memories that will make me want to have ridden in it seven months earlier. Yes. <laughs> I Again, can't all, We have to reconvene in seven it's, months. It's like, yeah, do it's a like seven months nostalgia. from today. Seven, and by yeah. the way, they filmed it last June. So it was an 11-month lead out yeah. of... This is the car. Was this the movie Tom Cruise had that freak out about with the COVID stuff? Were they shooting Top Gun Maverick? He's not in it, I don't think. Oh, he's no, not I think that's a different movie. I think, I think that was, movie. I think that was Mission Impossible. I think that was an MI movie. By yeah. the way, love that franchise. Love Tom Cruise. He's the greatest action star ever because he wonderful. does his own stunts. He does his own stunts. Does okay. he does he participate in maybe some human crisis? Does he is he aware of some terrible things happening to people? Definitely. But he's a yes, great actor. that's right. He's oh. a great actor. He can run faster can on run. screen than anybody else ever. He got his helicopter stunt pilot license to do his own f- stunt flying in a canyon in the last um, in the last Mission Impossible two three franchise. He, he's everything. I yeah. I will be opening night to every single Mission Impossible ever that comes out. He I, will not be hit by a bus. He no, will jump no, on the bus. Yeah. No, he's going to be the one driving the bus when I get hit by it. <laughs> so um, so then there she's kissing him in the car. They go to the cocktail party. Um, and he, she gives the coat. She gives this this bomber jacket to Will. This and now we've seen this move before. Jumping ahead, do you remember when somebody somebody won a little like picture frame of their like wedding thing, their fake wedding, and then another person threw it in the pool? This is a recycled move, like from four years ago. Dana, talk to me. I see you lighting up, girl. Remember, it was the guy who I think it was Rachel sees it. It was the guy who created little toilet paper nests who shit on them on the ground in the bathroom at work. Lincoln, Lincoln Logs. Oh my god, that's right. He used to shit on the floor at his workplace and in a toilet allegedly. paper nest allegedly allegedly, allegedly. but like fat, you know co-workers came out <laughs> that's right allegedly he used allegedly. to make little nest piles of paper and yeah. squat and shit on the floor allegedly brian we're so deep into this franchise the fact that i never watched it before like six years ago and i know we know we somebody really needs to just hit me with the bus soon because (laughs) because this has taken over in a way that i i didn't expect when i harassed katie levine for the first time i didn't know the level of like how deep you could get into this cult like i'm so far i'm at like here like brian are you worried about me not you know what i have to say not at all because um i think this has given you a glow that i yeah. rarely see so oh i God. i'm thank yeah. you I thank you normally you are 
Dull as dishwasher. Oh my God, you were so boring before The Bachelor. You're like literally like a drip. Like, oh, here comes Arden. Oh, wait, wait, no. Oh, hi, Arden. Like, don't look her. Don't look her in the eye. Don't look her in the eye. She's going to corner you like a time goblin and just take your time. We're going to have to watch her drool all day. Uh, Brian, Brian, remember we met once an earwolf? Yeah, exactly. Listen, so, um, so then Clayton, who's trying the guy who's like, oh, the big guy, he's like, um, he's like, he's like, I need to stay in my position. And so he's like, you know, I'm so happy you took a chance on me. You didn't get to spin. I'm going to spin you. She's like, I really don't want to spin. He's like, okay, too bad. Right. <laughs> it is. And uh, a Labrador. Clayton's like a Labrador. Just our, a, a la- one-year-old Labrador who doesn't understand the strength of his legs yet. Thank you. Yeah. He's a, he feels enormous. He feels he does like a, seem enormous. He's enormous. Alaric, what do you think of as an enormous man yourself? How do you feel compared to Clayton? Smaller than Clayton. Just a yeah. little. Just a little. Yeah. Just a little. Uh, I don't, I don't want to be spun around no. in jest in, I, ju- I, I don't, don't want to be spun I, around. Yeah. You have a yeah. child. Does your child ever, do you find her? Cause I feel like parents have to like spin around or go to the spinny thing. He's, uh, he learned pretty early on that like literally like once if I'm sitting in a spinny chair and he spins me once around, I'm like done. It is right. just looking at you. It is so clear. I've switched blood pressure medication recently, so it's not as bad. Hot. That's you better. It was, it was, it was you are bad. my only family, so you better keep and you better thread the needle of your medication and live forever because you are it. Lock are those it. chairs down. You lock those chairs down. You get that medication tight. You can't get hit by the bus. I can, but not you. Not on my watch. Here's what I want to say. Um, when I look at you up close, it's so clear that we are relatives. And so look at our coloring. There is no doubt that these oh, two. Oh, definitely. There is no doubt that we don't look at all like our dad. No, he he, he had nice skin. <laughs> he was tan. <laughs> you don't think we have nice skin? We have, yeah, skin. but we're not. No one described us as tan. He was. His, he actually did have nice skin, even though he was like leathery, like a piece of jerky. He was also smooth bodied, like an yeah, eel. Yeah. yeah. Okay, great. So then we have, um, so then Joe, she has chemistry with Joe. Joe is the basketball player. And he's like, you've given me confidence. Um, and she, and she says to him, you're not the loudest guy in the room. And I like it. And, uh, they, she, I feel that I believe Joe is Katie's, but I think Joe could take it. I think Joe could take the whole thing. It's definitely, no, you pick Nate. Joe is, it's definitely a horse race between, although I feel like Brandon or whatever. I was going to say Brandon. Brandon but, is like, a, is like, is like, like the, the, the horse coming from behind. Yeah. It's like a three leg, it's like a three man race. I feel like, do you guys agree? Yeah. I would say that if I were to pick three, it would be those. Uh, Dana, I see you making some thoughts assembled in your brain. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking, oh man, Nate. Joe, Brandon, and potentially the fourth band. Yeah. NSYNC. Yeah. He's up yeah, there. The 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 sync guy would be tough for me. It's but you know, some be you know, it's different Our, strokes for different folks. How much would we have to pay you to dye your hair two tone, like the top part in a yellow situation, and then dye your beard like do like a neatly trimmed beard like a um property brother and dye it really dark? Yeah, that'd be that'd be that'd be something. Okay, great. So Alec, then, how the, would you like to give it all up and become a property brother? 
<laughs> you could date Zoe Deschanel. I'm still trying to process the, the fact that that one of them is with Zoe Deschanel. That in is, what way? It's just it's hard for me. It doesn't my make sense. Yeah. I watched yeah. an episode of uh, she was like guest starring on an episode because I also have tried to process it and I've actually thought about it quite a bit <laughs> and I've like Googled it numerous times. So then I saw on HGTV that she was so I actually was like I'm gonna watch this. They were cute together. Okay. Uh, okay. I mean, they were, and I felt like the brother, I don't know which one she's with, the brother that she's not with seemed a little threatened. Like, and part of me is like, dude, you've done like 58,000 episodes. Like, you've got right. the airtime. So she, they were, he was, the brother was cute. Like, you know, her, her boyfriend was cute with her. And the other property brother was like, no, no, no. Watch He's the minutes. love of my life. What are you doing? Yep. Don't, you know, it felt a little... He, you could see his nose was out of joint a little bit. Oh, Brian, yeah. are you surprised by that? Not at all. I feel like the brother was like, let's have a meeting in the ladies' room with Zoe Deschanel and let's hash this out. I feel like he's... I, can yeah, I just say like, she's dating the illusionist brother, just so you know. Wait, what? There's what? an illusionist? Of course there's an illusionist property brother. Oh, you didn't know? Jonathan is actually also a magician. No, okay. of course he no is. No kidding. He looks like a magician. about the property brothers? That's so weird. Jonathan property is a magician? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I have never been less aroused in my life. Me neither. Truly, I have never been less aroused in my life. Oh, but oh. the ego on magicians. Oh, no, no, no. Nope. <laughs> Can I just say, okay, do you want to know? So, again, divorcee Arden has not ever, before I was married, at first I never thought I'd be single again. Before I was married, like, apps didn't exist. So you kind of, like, would know people, maybe make out with them, then they become your boyfriend. Like, I didn't go on, like, numerous dates with people. So my date last evening showed up. I was drinking. I offered him a diet cream Zevia soda because I'm elegant. My girl. I love it. <laughs> I love it. And so then I promptly, thank God it's clear, spilled it all over my crotch. <laughs> and then I had to stand there in front of my date blow drying my crotch area. Like, oh, let me just dry this off. Like, I'm so, I got to just dry. I got to put some heat. I got to get this area drier yeah. before I go to the Carlisle. Were you winking at him when you saw him? Before I go to the Carlisle and a Park Avenue apartment and then to the karaoke world. Alaric, does that seem on brand for how I would go on a date? Yeah. Uh, one hundred <laughs> Get out the towels because I literally stood there blow drying my crotch in front of him. That. Like I didn't do it in the other room because that's no. the blow dry setup is right here. It's and my guess is you were also talking over the blow dryer. Yes. I yeah. was like trying to like still make chit chat. Like, so enjoying your diet, cream Zevia. And he was like, Wow, it takes I mean, he's like, it tastes a lot like stevia. <laughs> He's like, you don't have any wine or a beer? I was like, no, I don't drink. Here's a yeah. Diet Cream Zevia. I could have a thimble of wine. I could have two inches of wine, but like, what do you think I am? Like a royalty? Like, I, you, think I'm, you think I'm a queen that I have a, could own a bottle of wine? Here's yeah. your Zevia. I'm going to pour mine on my crotch and dry it off because it's too wet down there. Before <laughs> I leave the house, I better dry off my undercarriage before yeah. we go to the Carlisle. <laughs> You know what, Arden? I feel like he's in or he's not, you know? You know what? He didn't seem to bat an eye. So that's so far so good. I wonder if that will be a date on The Bachelorette. It should be. It would be be way better than cruising around that toy car. 
Okay, wait, let me ask you this, Brian. Yeah. If you went to a gentleman's house and um, and they spilled diet cream soda on their crotch mm-hmm. and then they blow dried their dick before you, they went to like a fancy old school like monument, would you be in or would you be out? I would be in. I think that's kind of charming. <laughs> as long as they're not like crying. Well, you know what I mean? Or like. No, JJ yeah. didn't raise no drip. I don't cry yeah, over. I mean. You don't cry over sp- sp- spilled cream soda on your crotch. It's just a Tuesday. More than someone being like, oh, I, you know, uh, time to go to the Carlisle, and then they upper east side. You know what I mean? I would, I would yeah, like yeah. some. I would like a little humanity there. Thank you. I yeah. mean, I was already so fabulous. I had to like exactly. not make him intimidated. That Correct. I exactly. I'd be like, I'm still a human, just like you. I also spill diet cream and he soda to on know. my. That's and right. he needed to know that I'm just like, I'm just like you. Yeah. Now, like, let's say Princess Di did that, <laughs> you know, before a date. Sure. You'd be like, it would be humanizing. You'd be like, oh, you are a person, Princess Yeah. A lot of people are like, I'm the modern day Princess Di. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people do say that. A yeah. lot of people. Yeah. I say that most of all. Dana, have you ever said that about me? Yeah, I think I literally just said it right before this recording. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. I feel better about my. I feel better about my. Um, look, guys, I'm doing my best. I've it's also let's also remember that we're all coming out of COVID, so yes. I've never dated, and we've all been in our own holes and like outer space for 15 months. So like, we haven't even had to like eat in front of people like in no. general. Yeah. Now I think COVID is the right thing to pin the pin the cream soda on. Yeah. I've not dated in a long time and it's been COVID. So if I have to blow dry my crotch before I go to the car, give me a break. That's on you, fool. Get off my feathers. Get off <laughs> Get off my feathers. You know who's Lady Die now? Who? Case two. Yes. Yes. It's supposed to be great. I saw her in a thing. It doesn't look like her. It looks like Lady Die. Wow. And I was like, Oh, wow. Case two can act. Case two yeah, can it's, act. She's supposed to be phenomenal in it. Yeah. Al, you're the case two of Little Compton. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you are that a lot. Okay, so here we are. We're back, guys. We're gonna get to it. So they go in the car. So then, um, so then, Pizzapreneur is like so pissed that so that pissed. Will got the jacket. And he's like, "I showed up like a real man. You're not." And then Will's like, "You're not a real man. You're a bully." Um, and then he, the Pizzapreneur, goes, "You wish you were a pizza boy. You so take." Good. And then, and then he says. I'm changing lives one slice at a time. How you like me now? Um, and then uh, he goes, you're intimidated. He goes, oh, you're a chihuahua biting at my ankles. You're not a big dog. Okay, big dog. Big joy heads up. Oh, yeah, this is a sympathy jacket. You put your tissues in your pocket. You put your tissues in your pocket with your little oh, boo, 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 sympathy jacket. Oh, no, 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 yeah, no, consolation no. Consolation prize. Consolation prize. Right. Oh, the man knows what's up. Pizza guy's like, oh, oh. So she pulls Will aside. He's like, ah, look at me. I'm a pizza banana. I'm wearing a yep. jacket. And he goes and he puts it in the pool. Will is hysterical. He's like, what? I had I got I had to wash it a little. And he's like, what the fuck? And he's like, it looked a little dry. I figured I'd give it a bath. Um, they're like, so then Will comes back and he's like, hey guys, what happened? They're like, um, yeah. Peter threw your jacket in the water and then Will started crying. And he was like, I was hurt beyond words. And then she comes over to hand out the rose. She gives it to a five-person in sync man. And Will's like, I decided not to tell Michelle about the jacket. 
Um, and uh, and then and then InSync got extra time. So before we get to InSync, I did feel badly for Will. I did too. That thing is like a pressure cooker, and like you're just around all these lugs all day, and then one of them's a jerk, and it's just like I'm sure yeah. the pressure's high already. I don't know. Yes. That was not cool. Also, I do have to say. Will's comebacks. I loved all of his quiet comebacks during their exchange. Yes, I thought he yes. was really delivering some great cuts, but uh, I thought Pete was more entertaining, even though they were so silly. Like even in the jacket, he's like, do you have a box? You need a box of tissues in that bomber jacket. And I was like, that's very impractical. You could maybe get like a to-go tissue. I know you could get a, a little travel pack, but a box of, I did enjoy watching the fight. I did enjoy. It was fun. I, he was a fun villain for like three episodes. He was. I was. I was. I was pleased that he was voted off, though, without having to suffer through the drama of like you know her finding out and then her. Right. Finding yeah. Out. It's like he was just gone. I'm like, oh, that's that's a good move. Right. She took there. care of it because yeah. she's a teacher. You, you got to yeah. get rid of the unruly pupils. So then she gets extra time with Insync Martin, and uh, I have to say they did the Bridgerton string music version. Of take my breath away, I thought it was beautiful. It's a beautiful I, song. I it's totally beautiful. Agree with I thought it yeah. was so. I actually thought it was so beautiful. Yeah, me too. I loved it. I I, I thought it was really romantic. I thought they were really cute together. They seem really happy. I do agree that he's a contender. I think he's number four in the race. And um, I, I just I really was like. I thought it was romantic. Brian, you loved it. I did. I loved it. I. What is crazy is Top Gun didn't make an impact with me the way it has so many people, but the music is so good. It's, Every, even that dumb guitar is so good. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm making it sound like Deliverance, but that tune in, in Top Gun it's is so good. so good. All of it and is good. Kenny Big, Log, Kenny Big Log Loggins bringing Danger it. Zone. Danger I, Zone. The music's my favorite part of that. And Take My Breath Away, I think, is actually one of the most romantic songs ever. It's, for real. You know what? I should have done that at karaoke rather than Baby Got Back. <laughs> no, I didn't do Baby Got Back. Okay, Dana, did you love the instrumental version of Take My Breath Away? Yeah, I love when, I love uh, instrumental versions of any mm-hmm. music. It was great. Cool. Okay, so then, because uh, you're keto. You, you like things yeah. taken away. It's too much bread. It's too much bread when you have lyrics. Give me the good stuff. I will yeah. say I just looked up Peter's Pizzeria and I got very hungry. Well, they were oh. also, you can't have that. Three locations. You can't have that. They were also like, it's not even open yet. He's like, well, get ready to open. Oh, like, yeah. It looks open. He said there were three locations. I was confused about, I, look, it was yeah. like seven in the morning. I'd been up all night doing karaoke and, and, sure. and dry, blow drying my crotch. They were yeah. open by now and they weren't open then. Okay, great. So then we have a, a one-on-one date. The Apple gets a one-on-one date, Rodney. Um, he was so cute. He's like, I've never been the tallest, the smartest guy. Um, but so this is the second time she's blindfolded him. The first time, she really wants to blindfold him. <laughs> the first time he w- panicked and made her take off the blindfold while they were kissing. And I thought, just leave the blindfold on. Um, but she likes him. Like well, he's I, one of those like sneaky hot people that like you don't see it for yes, a minute, and then absolutely. like the more game he gets to do what you know she wants to do, and the sillier he gets, you're sort of like, oh, he's actually really cute. That's like yeah, he's fun. I agree with you. Like so, 
so they they he fed her french fries and they had to be handcuffed to one another and then and then he had to strip down naked and run around while she was screaming through the bullhorn this is our journey that was so funny <laughs> that the sounds like something you'd come up with for real yes like the addition of that the, yeah. the bullhorn it was the the stripping whatever whatever but, but no that line it was the bullhorn of her screaming this is our journey was so spectacular that i freaking loved it and i like that she laughed when she was reading the the, the directions of like this is our journey she started laughing like she gets jokes. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Alec, did you enjoy that? So uh, I'm now realizing that I maybe made a terrible parenting decision. During this part of the episode, I was kind of in and out of the kitchen. And my 11-year-old was watching and he would give me kind of updates. Uh, and he came <laughs> in at one point. He was like, they're kissing, not like sex, just like normal kissing. Oh, and I'm so realizing if you describe this with the bullhorn and the stripping, that like his idea of what normal kissing now might, ne- I might need to go home and have a conversation with him about <laughs> like what normal human relationships look like. Yeah, you just, so you didn't see this part. <laughs> I, I did not, but my 11-year-old did, and that might not have been the best thing. So all that I like that they also released, they like opened the like uh, the stalls of all the like horse races. All the men got released from their rooms to watch Rodney run uh, to run nude. And uh, they were like, oh, oh, Katie wants to talk. Katie, come to me, girl. You're back. I felt bad for Rodney, though. He seemed really uncomfortable with it. Like, I kind of felt sad for him because I was like, oh, because he is cute. I thought he was really cute. And and he apologized to his mom and his grandma. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, grandma. He's sweet. He said let him have the pillow. Yeah, Yeah. he, he did seem to be a good sport about it. You know, but I felt I felt kind of bad. I was like, oh, he seems so embarrassed. I know. I know. It's weird that they still do nude things on this show after like the Claire volleyball nude. Like, like it feels like maybe don't do nude. things. Well, I mean, think about Paradise, how much nude shit they did. I mean, they're still doing it. Like they made Tia get nude and go play volleyball. (laughs) You're right. They don't care. That's the deal. Like you want to be on this show. Show us what you got. Right. So then, um, so then they have a little cocktail and he's like, my biggest fear is passing away before I become a husband and a father. Um, and they, and they are like, nothing about you is average. They really had a nice time. Um, and, uh, Jamie is now we're cutting back to Jamie. Jamie is like, look, I've yet to feel nervous. Um, and then, uh, Rodney and Michelle, um, they're going to dinner and they're like, you're so playful. You're so fun. My parents laugh all the time. And he said, you know, I was raised by a single mom. My dad left when I was little and I grew, grew up and I watched her struggled. And um, I like, I she wants to feel safe. They, they just had like a really lovely, she's such a great bachelorette and she's just so open about her experience. And she was talking about, um, She's a, as a person of color, the first time like dating somebody that, that, that was not a person of color, the first time somebody said an N word that was directed at her, they were like kind of gave her a hard time that she let it affect her so much and like gave the power away. Yes. Yeah. And then she had to like justify her emotions to a person who didn't get it. And then she says, you make it easy for me to trust you. And she said, Rodney makes me feel safe. I can trust you. Um, and then she said, he goes, I've been the underdog. And she said, I don't see you as an underdog. I see your heart. And then, cause he was dressed as an apple the first night and he didn't know what kind he was. And she says, um, will you 
absolutely love it. Oh, that's what that meant. You would accept this rose and, uh, and then they went on a boat. I mean, they had a really romantic date. Then they went out in the boat and, um, they were like, he was like, I have strong feelings that could develop into love. And then they kissed on the boat and I thought they had a great date. Brian Safi. Yes, honey. I, th- I thought they did too. I thought it was like one of the better ones. They they had a full sort of romantic journey. And like a real conversation. And fun like, and real conversation. And both. Like both that they both like laughed and were silly and fun. And they had real yes. fun. I felt like they opened their hearts to each other. And you could see that she felt safe with him. You, sh- you could see that she felt seen by him. I think it's also just really cool how open she is about things like that. Like, it seems like they're not putting the reins on her too much about yes. sharing her personal experience and, you know, the, that sort of, even just that, those microaggressions of, you know, you would, th- someone not knowing better might think that, well, it's okay that he said that, but it was nice that she, that we got to see Well, No, it isn't at all. Yeah. You know? Yes. Dana, how did you feel watching this date? Uh, it was really nice. They seem like they really got along. Uh, I do not think he's going to win. There, they're no, just I don't either. Yeah. Some friend zone vibes there. I do have a question for Brian though. When you heard him say "absolutely" or whatever it was, and you you didn't realize it was because he was dressed as an apple. What were your thoughts in that moment? Yes, what were your thoughts, Brian? I cannot remember. I it was like, oh, this must have to do with like an app. I thought maybe he was a web designer. <laughs> okay. Okay. Great. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, Alec, did you, how do you feel about their date and Rodney? I, you know, uh, it seemed very sweet. It was just sweet. It was a nice yeah. date. Was, yeah. He's not going to win, but he's going to go to paradise and maybe there'll be a nice lady there for him. Mm-hmm. Katie, did you enjoy watching this one? Yeah. I, I really liked Rodney. Like, I had friends over and I was saying how I was like, I think he's the type of guy that kind of, you know, like um, your attraction to him creeps up on you where you meet him at first. and You're like, oh, he's a nice guy. He could be a friend. And then you get to know him and you're like, oh, he's like really funny and cute. And then he just gets cuter and cuter. And he did. He got cuter and cuter throughout the date. And he just like, I, I don't think he'll win. But I mean, I'm hoping that, you know, he finds love from being on this show. Well, let's take a quick break and we'll come back and we'll talk about spoken word poetry and tweet of the week. Ooh, I don't know about you, but things are getting so hot in here. I think I got to take a pee break. And we're back. So there's going to be a final group date. The motivational speaker was like so horny for you. He's like, oh, it's Rudy Francisco. Oh, oh, dude, dude, I can't believe it. It's Rudy Francisco. He's a spoken word poet. He lost uh, his mind. He lost his mind. I can't believe it. It's no way. It's Rudy Francisco. Yeah. As a man in Nova Scotia. Who's he was like pumping a... his fists and just like, oh, it was amazing. He, as like a white man from Nova Scotia that's become a motivational speaker with a very specific way of speaking, he was like, I am, you don't get it. I am Rudy Francisco. I might be yeah. this dude from Nova Scotia. It made everything made sense. Like pumping his fist. He could not believe it. Couldn't get over it. Dan- Dana, how did you feel about his reaction to seeing Rudy Francisco? <sighs> oh, <my God>. oh. <laughs> 
she had the same reaction of seeing Rudy Francisco. I was like, Who, what? What? How? He's, yeah. like, oh, he's the reason I got into spoken word. And I was like, Who are you? Right. <laughs> I do have to say, I can now retire from everything now that I've heard a white Canadian do uh, slam poetry. I feel like it was the one thing I was waiting for in my life, and I finally got it. That's your. That's me smoking a gun with a lady pistol. Is you seeing a white Canadian slam poet? Exactly. Then we can both hold hands and walk into bus traffic. That's we're done. We're good. We're done. We did it. So then, um, he's like, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. So basically, they're like, okay, you have to go out and write your own poem. Um, I gotta say, a lot of the poems from the guys were good. I agree. They were good. Brandon's was great. I, and again, at this point, it was like four in the morning. I, I did not write out any of the poems. I'm just going to be very real with you. I couldn't. I was like, just like trying to make it through. But they, they were, were good, but they weren't. I wouldn't put any on my wall. Yeah. No, I'm not going to get a back tattoo. I'm not going to back Ben Affleck back tattoo. God, it. no. But it was, it was great. And, um, and then I love that Jamie, the piece of shit, secret villain with a rat in the midst. He was like, oh, I lost my book. Ugh. It's like, where did you go? This Charlatan. Is... And he was like, and then he told this, Katie, talk to me. He Then he told this weird parable about like an angels in the woods. And there's like, and the, all the guys are like, he's like a motivational speaker slash cult leader. <laughs> Katie, totally. Katie, talk to me. No, when he said he lost his book, I'm like, y- you've been in the same room for one hour. You haven't left this room. There's literally no place you could have lost your book. He's such a fucking liar. Yeah. He's such a piece of shit. And can I just bring he- something up that really bothered me about him? His facial yes. expressions. Like the way he would like move his face. It seemed, I guess maybe just knowing about him, more about him. Like everything seemed so fake and forced and like an act. And the yeah. way he would like move his face when he would talk to her, which is like, Weird me the fuck out, and I hated it so much. It's like textbook narcissism. It is. It was like copying emotions of how you should be. But you're right. I kept thinking the entire time he was doing it, I was like, "Oh, the all every every the whole time he was speaking, I was like, how did you lose your book though? You could. He didn't. It's a lie. He didn't write anything. You have all been locked in one conference room at this." Weird, like La Quinta, like like out, you know, whatever. You're out by Indian Wells where Brian will be playing the tennis uh, tournament next year. And like you're at some hotel in a conference room. You have no belongings with you. You're you're not in a library. You're not somewhere where there's a lot of you're in like a blank conference room. You've all been given a notebook. You just didn't do the assignment. Right. Because you probably can't speak honestly about anything. Yes. Dana. As a woman, as a keto member, how did you feel watching him lie like that? Um, yeah, I actually agree with with Brian. I think he he's not used to being like for. I mean, like he he. I don't know. I think he can't not like put on a facade in front of people. Like it was weird. It was like so. What is the point of the story? Right. Yeah. Right. We didn't get it because I don't think there was one. So they no, couldn't actually. Because every it. single one of those guys were like, we don't even understand what he was talking yeah. about. So then um, she read a poem that was so beautiful. So like what's so great about her is like she's fun and she speaks from the heart. Like She's got the smarts. You can tell. She's smart. She's yeah. so like she's the whole package. She really she's is. Stunning. 
And so and to her poem was about being the token black girl and that she could connect and be included as thing as long as she presented as white and that she got picked last for prom, but she got picked first for basketball. And in her heart, all she's ever wanted with love and that she's um, hoping like that, that, that she's going to find love here. Like I just, it was yeah, so beautiful. I, I What's so great about, and that's why Brian and I really, if you have time in your life, I, what I like no, about I like this, this season. I really do. What I like about, which I think what like truly what's look, I know we all make jokes about the show and everything, but, but I truly do want people to find love. Like that's why we do this. Like I'm always rooting for people. And I feel like who, even if you weren't familiar with her, who could go through this process and not kind of really start to fall for her? Like right. she's such She's so lovable. And yeah. like to have somebody that's that big of a catch who somebody pointed out last week does not seem to be there for the Instagram followers. She made them film it during the summer. So she didn't miss one day of teaching her kids like that. She really seems to be there to find a husband like this is a this is the potential. This is what the show is about. Alaric, if you were a young single man, would you be totally falling for Michelle if you were on the if you were cast in your Ed Hardy? <laughs> So I'm trying to picture being cast. Um, <laughs> uh, yes, sure. She's 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 adorable. She's probably like there's so much. She's the full package. She's the full package. She's the full package. She's the full package. I don't know that I would be willing to sit around for weeks on end with the other. <laughs> that's the worst part. <laughs> yeah, that's hard for me to picture you yeah. hanging with those guys. Yeah, like I would actually pay to have a camera in a room. Just to watch that second show of you hanging with just you're the star of it. You're like the Truman show. You don't know it, but it's like the Alaric show and it's you hanging out with dudes that are and always. And like you're not allowed to have anything with you to, no. to be to like keep you interested. No, no, right? no. You can't and, read and anything. You can't do you're anything. You're going in your own clothes and you're around guys that have very de- overdeveloped upper bodies and so, then you see their ankles everywhere and you have like socks on and like you tie your shoes and you just like guys in capris with like that are very de- Developed uh, upper bodies. Uh, I I think I might go. I think I might go cr- like really crazy. I would probably s- start to explore just silent meditation. I think. Yeah, you're not allowed to explore it because you don't have access to any anything. You can't do research. You can't. Be, well, no, on. I would just close my eyes and just Tune not say, breathe into the rat. Focus oh, on my breathing. Um. So then, um, she's with Brandon. And they're kissing. And she says, you make me feel so good. You have no idea. It's scary. And then they kiss. And then he says, I'm crazy about this woman. She's giving me butterflies. It's happiness. And then she's kissing him, Katie. And he, she says, they finish a kiss. And she says to his face, I feel like we just dropped off of a roller coaster. And it, Katie, tell me. About. About Brandon, right? Yeah, that kiss. Yeah, I mean, no. that to say to someone's face, I, I feel like we just dropped like from so like good. that's that's a kiss. She that's really a feeling. And he's so cute. Like the way he, he was cute. like, I'm smitten. I'm smitten. I thought that oh was my so God. cute. They're I think, so cute. I mean, like, I still want, you know, my boy Nate to win it. Me too, because we picked him. I know. But Brandon has come out of nowhere. Like, it's so surprising to me because when we first saw those photos, he was like dressed like The Rock and that 
black turtleneck with the chain and I like yeah. just disregarded right. him. I was like, who's this guy? He's just he's what Alaric's right. wearing right now. That's what Alaric's wearing right now. It's the exact same thing. That's okay, right? Yeah, no, you look great. Definitely. He just came out of nowhere. Like, and he's really just like, he seems so sweet and genuine and I really like him. Like, I, I mean, if they ended up together, I would be happy just because like he's Me too. Like such a good guy and he seems like he really respects her. Brian, when was the last time you felt like a roller coaster drop with a kiss? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's been a minute. Yeah. When was the last time you kissed somebody and they didn't say to you, I feel like I just dropped off a roller coaster? Because I thought that was the standard response. Well, the, see, yeah. With me, they always say that, but then they throw up immediately after. Yeah, yeah exactly. that's right. It's the that's same right. action, but just a different yeah. Right. That's yeah. right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So then, um, So then Jamie, meanwhile, is like, I could tell she's captivated. I got the group date in the bag. Um, and meanwhile, she gives, ah, uh, ah, uh, uh, honey, she gives Brandon the group rose date. He goes, I'm f- smitten. I feel like I'm smitten. Um, and then Jamie's like, look, whoa, this was the greatest. Here we go. Coming towards the end, closing this out. Jamie has no game. He It's like, dude, they film everything. So he pulls some fucking intern aside, some PA aside. Loved this. I loved this. When he's like, oh, I feel like I'm competing with Brandon. For like, I felt like, what the hell? That would be a stronger group of guys. Like, you know, you do a nationwide search. Where are they at? I think the challenge is this. Michelle, right now, she thinks she's on spring break mode. Like, it's just a little bit of a turn. Like, honestly, if you think that your husband is here, are you going to run run around on spring break mode at rose ceremony? It's kind of unappealing. I'm just saying it. It's kind of unappealing. Uh, 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 who wants to start? Who wants to start? Alaric, I'm going to let you start. And then he also said, like, he said, like, I don't, you know, like, I don't. I'm not judging, but I am. La- it doesn't mean I can't laugh about it. I can't. Right. Yeah, I can't. Um, Brian, what did, I mean, wasn't that great TV? What great TV? I love any time any curtain is let down, even a little bit of just someone talking to a producer and later, probably one of my favorite moments on the show. And I don't watch it as regularly as you do. So maybe this happens a lot, but when they started talking about the viewers like that, no, it never happened. It never happened. I love when we get to see just, and we never want too much of it because it's so much, it's so exciting when it does happen. But him talking to that producer, which again, like textbook narcissist. And then later the curtain coming down about like, are you talking about the viewers? It was like unbelievable. By the way, I texted you, somebody tweeted at us. I texted you a photo of him. I remember Jamie oh, kissing course, yeah. her. Jamie, there's somebody tweeted at us. It was such a great thing of Jamie kissing her, but staring right down the barrel of the camera lens, yep. looking at the viewers. Ah. He's, I'll show it to you, Alaric. He's like, I fucking the viewers. He's the kind of person who stares at himself in a mirror during any kind of intimacy. Oh, for sure. Like American Psycho. He's yeah. totally checking himself. Look at that. Look at him. Look, look at that, Al. I noticed that last night. That That's he amazing. was looking at it. Look at that. Yeah. Look at that. That Creepy. is crazy. Tana, will you, I'll text it to you. Will you put it on the uh on the worry. I already have that photo. Okay. okay. You'll put it on the Facebook page. Yeah. Of course. Okay, great. Okay. Um, so then uh I love him. It was so good. Okay. <laughs> Are you Jamie? What's happening here? Okay. So then we have um 
Michelle was talking to um, Nate. It was so cute. They go outside. And I again, I, there was certain stuff because at this point it was like nine in the morning and I'd been up all night. And so, <laughs> so all I knew was she was like, she's like, I'm taking my shoes off. I'm taking my shoes off. And then they start running like little kids, like sneaking off. Like we're going to go play hooky. We're going to go like run away. Like how did that start? I couldn't figure out like, what did they whisper to each other? Katie, they, they were kind of joking being like he, cause first of all, I want to say he sat down and he asked, how's your week been? It seems like it's been a hard week, which I really liked that he did that. And then they, he kind of like joked, Oh, we could just run away now together. And she's like, let's do it. I'm taking oh, my shoes off. And then they oh went my running. god mm-hmm. oh my god that's more or less how our parents got married that's how our that is how our parents I mean honestly yeah, except for Willie probably didn't ask JJ how was your week no he was like yo let's go She's yeah like, all right it, it was very cute and then the kiss was hot and oh I my think, god the kiss oh was hot and then he says do you feel like you can trust me and she was like yeah it was. It was, they're hot, right? It was hot. It was hot. I thought it was fun and hot. He seems nice. I like him. Brian, did you think it was hot? I have to say that was maybe one of the only times where I thought like, oh, this show is romantic. Yeah. (laughs) That and take my breath away with the strings. Totally. Like I I really thought like, and they were, you know, the show was playing into that too, because it made it seem like a perfume ad or something where it was sort of like, let's escape the cameras. We have true love. Let's get out of here. Like we're, you know, it's like the end of the graduate, but um, I I bought into it. I loved it. But uh, because it felt fun because it actually felt like we're going to escape from the producers. It actually felt real. It felt like, Let's actually have a real moment and get the fuck away from like, let's get away. Let's actually you and me go be alone for a second. Yeah, yeah. that was cool. That was cold and jumping the fence, but romantic. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. Good callback. JJ was obsessed with that. Also, JJ knew. That was like one of the, I think that was the oh, last. Oh, right. She had an instinct about that, right? That was the, I think, I'm not even going to lie. I think that was the last conversation. It is the last conversation I had with our mother. I was pumping gas in Atlanta at Insatiable. Luke Perry had just died. She was very upset about Luke Perry. Maybe she's dating Luke Perry in heaven. (laughs) But she, but she, she was obsessed because it was like the, there was like four days till the finale. And that, I mean, not, you should look, everybody's, everyone's sexuality is up to them. But she was pretty, she was like, nah, 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 nah. Like, like she liked Colton, but she did, she kept going on Something and on. else is brewing here. She thought that there was something else that wasn't just about the fence jump happening. And that was like, she couldn't, you know her, once she got on a, like, she would get like a record loop. Like she couldn't stop. That was like, you know what? If you're going to have a final conversation with your mother, that's the, well be about yeah. Colton sexuality, Colton sexuality. <laughs> Okay, anyway, so then, so then, um, uh, Jamie is like, the guy, Jamie's like, guys don't know that it's me. Um, and so, um, uh, so then basically she pulls aside sweet lettuce head. What do they call him? Lettuce head. Is that right, Tana? Yeah, yeah, lettuce head. So lettuce head, he was like, I gotta tell you, you know, I know you had, like, he was very sweet. He was like, I know that you felt, 
you know, I know that you had a hard week last week and that you felt judged by some of the guys. Like, I just need to be forthright with you. Like, none of us were talking about that or doubting you. She's like, well, that's not what was presented to me. It was like, look, I don't know who did it, but like that, that wasn't the mood in the house. That wasn't the conversation in the house. That wasn't what happened. And then she's like, well, that's not what Jamie said. So then he's like, Jamie, Jamie did. did it. Jamie. Jamie. So did. then the guys, they're all, this is a nice group of guys, like pizzapreneurs about to go. Like, so then he goes, he talks to Nate. He talks to like, so, like, there's like a good group of guys and they're like, well, let's bring him in. I like to always give some, like here are two sides to the story. It's a very reasonable. Usually they're normally they'd be like, what'd you do, bro? But they're like, yeah. no, let's go talk to him, reason it out. And he's like, what? Oh, so I'm sorry. Wait, what? No, 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 no. I didn't see. Yeah, I didn't say that they were. Uh, you know, uh, that it that it was a character in the room. Yeah, right. I, what? The, I've never heard that expression that in my in life. Yeah, I mean, my comment to Michelle wasn't even my comment to Michelle. I mean, when when did that happen? I I just feel like it was a character in the room. It was like it was an open ended questions, um, and they're like, "Well, what did you say to Michelle?" It's like, look. If someone sees an episode, they're going to be like, what are we talking about in the episode? So like, wait a minute. Are you, are you talking about, wait, are you talking about the viewers? Are you talking about like the people at home? Why are we even talking about that? Brian, at this point, were you blow drying your crotch? Cause you were so excited. Just like cream soda. I was blow drying the cream soda right off my crotch. And it really just made me, the housewives have started doing that a little bit too. We're like. For a second, they'll be like, like when Denise Richards was like, bravo, fucking bravo, bravo, bravo. Like, I know that I stopped the filming here. I love when we get a peek of that. And no, and Ramona, when at when Sonia and uh, Leah were grinding at her birthday party two, two seasons ago at the finale, yeah. and Ramona was like, stop the camera, stop the camera. Yes, I love it. I yeah. love when they they show you that they're on TV. And was- Jamie clearly yeah. like went in calculating a little bit because – he was talking about, well, when the episode's produced like this and when they need a you know a storyline for this, which I'm sure some of them think about, but it's a real piece of shit that like wants to create a story for a show that pro- you have producers to do that. Then yeah. these nice guys are like, well, are you threatened by Joe? Um, like, and he's like, they're like, cause the reality is you had every opportunity to come forward and, and like sort this out, but you're like slithering around like, you you didn't come forward the whole time. You were like sliding sliding in and out, not saying it was me. Like like so, it just none of this is adding up. Um, meanwhile, she's talking to uh, Tasha and Caitlin, and uh, she's like, "Yeah, uh, I just found out from Lettuce Head that the men in the house never did question my integrity." And then somehow somebody says low key, high key. Oh yeah. Um, Low key, high key. She says that too. I feel like Jamie. Um, she was like, "You were like talking behind the backs." There was just general, and then she's like, "What do you mean?" And he's like, "Well, you know, there was general chatter." She's like, "No, no, no, no." But you were the one who brought up. You were the one that brought up that I'd been seen with a light skinned baller. You were the one that brought it in. You were the one that introduced the jo- drama. Um, and he's like, "Oh, slash well. the character, slash the character," mm-hmm. and then. Um, um, he was like, it was preventative. She was like, so it was preventative. You were preventatively adding an element of chaos and drama in that nobody else was talking about. And it was all you. So this is your preventative way to come tell me. And she's like, I want to talk to you outside for a second, please, Jamie. Um, and they're like, oh, oh, here comes Ted Talk Jamie. And um, 
And then she's like, you did this, bro. And then she's like, can I show you to the door? And they're like, oh, he's going. He's going. He's going to the door. Mic drop. Loved it. Brian Safi, talk to me. I just always think that the villain is usually the least interesting character on a reality show. I mean, I mean that sincerely. And I think the earlier they get off, the better. Because that's uh, when it stops feeling so fake. rehearsed and fake. And yes. yeah, like a villain is fun for a minute, but then it's yes. like, no, just go away. Now. I'm glad that he's gone after episode three. It feels like yeah. nice guys are love. Al, how did you feel that she showed him to the door? Uh I felt great. You know, he needed to go. He and I, I, you know, I felt really good about her. Yes. That she was like, drama out. Drama out. Troublemaker out. Out. And then we're just done with it. Because I, there have been other seasons where they're like, you know, like people would be leaving and be like, listen, I, you know, I'm leaving. I just want you to know that guy is a problem. And then they keep them around. And then she keeps, and then they'll keep them around forever. I'm so torn. Like, you know, she's like, you're out. No, it's like Luke. When Hannah, everybody hated Luke. Luke like threw the other Luke down and like almost broke his ribs, like in Rhode Island. And like, but she was so horny for Luke that she kept shower Jesus around for so many more episodes. Do you remember that, Doctor Banana? Ariana. He was so horny for his like God loving, God fearing yeah. penis. I don't know that she just wouldn't. She couldn't believe that he was like truly. Just well, it's like on F Boy Island, Sarah and Garrett. Yeah. Anyway, so then we have uh, she cancels the cocktail party again, and um, and she's like, trust makes or breaks a relationship. I'm looking for my soulmate. She cuts the pizzapreneurs. Really, the only one that we know that she's cut. Right. Like, there's other people that we don't really know. Katie, talk to me. She she cut the um that really cute dad Spencer, and I was very bummed. Because I thought he was really sweet and I thought he was really cute and she cut him. But I, I liked all the guys she kept, you know, so it's a, except nice for that guy. Chris S guy that we've like barely seen who looks like he might become a villain. Um, oh, well, right. It looked, that's what they were yeah. intimating for next But time. I was bummed. He's I the white dude from West Hollywood who was like a commodities trader. Oh, right. He the looks guy. short, but I don't know if he is. Yeah. And then we also have, I'm still kind of, I, I'm still, I don't know if he's a villain, but I still have my eye on the Canadian, uh, the Nova Scotia, uh, the Nova Scotia uh, spoken slam poet. Or, right. Um, so then I did love the end of them in like the business center at the hotel photocopying Rodney's face. Cute. <laughs> and I that- love, she was so funny when she was like, you know, this is what your pillow sees. Yeah, and, that was so funny. And he was like, he was like, my eyebrows are tight, but I gotta, I gotta work on my pillow face. Yeah. Um, you guys, we did it. Will you keep watching this season, Alaric Fulker, Alaric Wilhelmarine the Third? Will you? Well, keep now watching? I gotta find out what happened. Thank you, bright, bright, beautiful baby boy, B B B. Will you I keep will. watching? I will do it. I'll are do you it. Lying while my to moisturize. me? No, <laughs> I lying? will. I will. Yeah. Brian has a mask that I need to get to keep my skin fresh and tight. Well, the toner you recommended to me, just by the way, Arden and I do sell Avon, but the toner <laughs> you recommended to me came in and I've been using it the past two days and it's great. That's what I'm telling you. You don't need your dermatologist. It's so good. I'm your new dermatologist. The toner you. that you use, Arden? Yeah. The Biology oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. That. You can only That's get it from that. one shop rescue spa. Cold That's Fate. It. It's a cold, cold favorite. Fate. It's like in Europe because of the phenol. That's why I don't. I that's want it. I, want I will only. That's why you want it. 
I will if only Europe put things again no. in Europe on my face. You know, it's not like Europeans are known for their skin anyway. Thank you. Thank you. Listen, here we go. Um, we love when you guys review us. Here's some reviews that we got. This is five stars from K Bulg. Choked on a caramel apple. This is hands down my favorite podcast and one of the only reasons I can watch The Bachelor slash Bachelorette every week. I've even started watching past seasons so I can go into the podcast backlog. Last night, I was getting ready to catch up on the latest Michelle episode with my viewing party and we'd prepared caramel apples for the occasion. I was trying to tell my friend about a comment Rob Benedict made during his very first appearance on the podcast when Chad the bear threatened to cut off all the other guys heads and legs before a pool party during jojo seasons all rob said was torso stew but trying to tell my friends this while eating a caramel apple caused me to cry with laughter but my mouth was glued shut with caramel truly doing the lord's work what a great review k bog because it's so fun i go into such a k-hole that i forget anything that's said on any episode to hear about rob's introduction with i remember the cutting off of the limbs but i love that his first thing was just saying torso stew and that's when our our love affair of a friendship began katie tana how nice is it to be reminded of where it all began on our friendship love journey with robbie b i love robbie b and i'm glad he acknowledged that i, I mean he was foreshadowing some real danger in the bachelor uh nation yes because chad was a problem. Chaz, a wild card. Katie, do you enjoy hearing about what I, you just, I forgot that that's how we met. I forgot too. That's a fun reminder. <laughs> Torso stew. Um, so we're trying to get to 2000 likes by the end of the year. We're still at 1.6. So like it's, let's try to get to 1.8 by December, guys. We got to double down. See if you can go like us again. I don't know. Maybe you can like us twice. It might be a thing. I don't know. Um, also, we got so many fun emails. Let's read Lindsay's email I'd, addressing Kyle. I'd like to give her the last word. By the way, Kyle just texted me. Oy, oy, oy. What a rascal. What a rascal. Oh, here's the other thing. We had somebody. So you remember Gareth's dad who went moved into the uh, Gareth's dad moved into the duplex with the twins, Ellen and Eileen. Oh, this, yeah, yeah. This woman, Caroline, emailed us and it said, Ellen and Eileen, my aunts. Hi. Oh, my God. I'm obsessed with you guys. I'm currently strolling the aisles of the supermarket, listening to my favorite podcast. And when I grab some goobers and PBJ because I'm snacking before my wedding diet starts, suddenly I hear the story about twins, Ellen and Eileen. Funny thing is, my uncle's sisters are Ellen and Eileen. They're in their 60s. They live in Massachusetts. Are they now the famous twins you guys talked about? I can't rest until I know. Sincerely yours. And please keep doing the Lord's work for my sanity, Caroline. So then we became obsessed. Gareth was obsessed with it. Gareth and I were saying, if these are the twins, we make need to make a short film and go meet them, try to find his dad. That's it's not, it's not the twins, oh. but it was like such a fun, it was such a fun, like, like thread to chase, you know? Wow. I would have been I interesting know. to find out it was really them. 
Yeah, it would have been so great. And also, and then how here, many people are naming their twins Ellen and Eileen? Oh, I guess like 60 years ago, everyone, if you have twins, you better name them Ellen and Eileen. Don't kid yourself. Also, Lindsay Wolf, you get the last laugh. Well, you were being of service to your podcast and Kyle was cutting you down. Um, she was the one that told us this gossip about Jamie. She replied, hello, Holy shit. I did not expect that and almost got into an accident because I was laughing so hard while listening and driving. Tell Kyle I forgive him for trying to deflect attention off of his poor preparation. And yeah, what a roller coaster ride with Jamie. I feel bad for besmirching his name during the date and then vindicated that he is a liar at the end. Some real emotional whiplash. And the best part of the bad dad story um, about her dad member, she's he, he's getting engaged again. His kids are not invited to the upcoming wedding. He doesn't want us acting skeptical and scaring off a woman he's already dumped three times in the past because he couldn't decide between two women and went back and forth between them for years. He only told me as a courtesy because I was unhappy with him for actively hiding his last marriage from his children and lying about it for months. LOL. Arden and team, you deserve infinite five stars. Lindsay, we are here for the ladies with the bad dads. That's what makes entertaining daughters. You are officially part of the team. You too, Lindsay, have a bad dad. Welcome to the... Katie does not have a bad dad. Alaric and I had a bad dad. Anna has a complicated dad, um, but not necessarily bad. Anyway, you guys, until next time, let's go do Tweet of the Week. All right, will you help us pick Tweets of the Week? Guys, I have about 10 I'm going to read, and then we're going to narrow it down to two. Love Can you dig it? Yeah, digging it all. Okay, so um, I mean, can we start off with the one that like don't just pretend you never heard it before? Uh, we're gonna start off with Vanessa Cranston at Van Jan Cran. Martin seems nice, though he looks like if you took all members of Instinct and combined them into one person. I think that's a great tweet. On the money. It's a great tweet. Um. Okay, here we go. Next one, we have Just Tan Paul Spade at Just Tan Spade. Let's be honest, Martin's nickname should have been Rated R Lance Bass. (laughs) (laughs) I do love that. Here's another one. This is from underscore Samishire at Sammy Say Hello 45. I'd be okay if Rodney's dick pillow ended up in Peter's room tonight. I love a good tick pillow. Yeah, who does? <laughs> you read the rest of them. Say who they're from and then read them. Okay, this is from Carly <laughs> at Rose Petal CC. I'm starting a GoFundMe to increase the wage for the poor intern the crew subjected to sit through Jamie's narcissistic rants. <laughs> yes. No. That, that was tough. That was tough. Uh, Andrew Jin uh says Peter, the ultimate Sasha Baron Cohen slash the situation collab. <laughs> that works. That works. Yeah, that's that is that you is love the Jersey on. Shore. I do love the Jersey Shore. The, you used to uh, watch it. Yeah he uh used to the situation just celebrated his fourth wedding anniversary I think and it feels like he's oh. living just a dream right now. I'm taking the rest of the day off after hearing he's that. got that's he's amazing. got baby Romeo uh who's just adorable. Al watches it. Here we go. It's, anyway. it's nice to hear. You know, situation has come a long way. He has. He was a disaster, and now he seems like a great guy. Okay, I'm going to keep going. Here we go. Justin Paul Spade at Justin Spade. Jamie, am I threatened by Joe? No, I mean, outside of his good looks, 
calm demeanor, God-given basketball talent, and steady job. What does he really have? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is also a fact. This is from Justin Paul Spade at Justin Spade. This is a true fact. LT is Clint Eastwood's secret grandson. Rick is the not-so-secret grandson of John Cusack and a tube of eyeliner. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, he has that Estee Lauder right on point, for sure. Is Rick Lettuce Head? Yeah. Oh, that's Lettuce Head. Okay. Yeah, okay, great. But he does look like he's wearing eyeliner. I think he looks like, I think he looks at the actor from The Office who was part of that, like, like um, Rain Wilson. Um, what? BJ Rain Novak. Wilson. Oh, BJ Novak. Oh, BJ Novak, yeah. This is from Melissa Crocker at Real Missy Fitz. I don't know if I'm more thrown by the fact that someone ran naked through the hotel on a date or the fact that someone correctly used the word disingenuous. (laughs) Yeah, that was impressive. That was impressive. Okay, final two. This is from B. Perry at Great B. Donia. Chris G. experiencing his man crush with the spoken word poet might be the first time someone asks for a free pass on a group date. And Bonnie at Dance Bonnie, the only thing missing from this episode was Rodney saying, I can't believe we're in the Indian Wells Resort Business Center. There's no better place to fall in love. (laughs) (laughs) Not wrong. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) All right. I'm going to nominate it down to, I'm going to let Brian, what are the two things? No, I really liked all of them. I'm bad at, I'm bad at narrowing down. All right. I'm going to go down to NSYNC combined into one person. That's great. And we like R-rated Lance Bass. Should we do Insane? I did love that. Yeah. Okay. All right. So this is from Vanessa Cranston at Van Jan Cran. Martin seems nice, so he looks like if you took all members of Insync and combined them into one person, or Just Tan Paul Spade at Just Tan Spade. Let's be honest. Martin's nickname should have been R-rated Lance Bass. Right. R-rated Lance Bass, or I'm going to say R-rated Lance Bass. Okay, great. Al Myron. I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to go the NSYNC on one person. Okay. Tiana. This is tough. I think I'm going to do R-rated Lance Bass. Okay. I'm going to go NSYNC all in one person. Katie, you get to be the deciding factor. I like NSYNC all in one person. Okay. Nice. It's almost going to be a three-week streak for Justin Paul Spade. Keep up the good work, Justin Spade. You knocked him off the podium, Vanessa Cranston at Van Jan Cram. Martin seems nice, so he looks like if you took all members of NSYNC and combined them into one person. Brian Safi, Alaric Maureen, you are really America's treasures. We did it. We we watched the show. We did did it. Much more than Kyle (laughs) Dunnigan did. We did do it. Kyle Dunnigan came last He literally didn't watch the show. He watched like a two and a half minute recap. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Brian, what would you like to promote? I don't know. My love for you. Yay! Um, Yeah, you can watch you and 911. They're both out now. Use on Netflix, 911's on Fox. Listen to Attitudes. Follow me at Brian Selfie. Alaric Mirren, that's your name, right? What would you like to promote? Uh... Uh, I will promote next July, the thing I'm, I'm super excited about the first, basically the, uh, the, w- there's going to be a women's tour de France for the first time. 
in basically forever. And my company is the title sponsor and I had nothing to do with it. And I couldn't be more proud. That's so cool. Congratulations. His company is called Zwift, Z-W-I-F-T. And if you're like, I don't want to support Peloton. I want to race with other people. I don't want to do like a spin class. I want to go on like a course, but be in my house. Zwift is for you. That's right. Love it. Um, my book, I have an essay in this awesome book called Moms Don't Have Time to Have Kids, and that's available now. But Anna and I have an exciting thing to announce. We, guys, book your plane tickets. We're going to have more, we're going to have more, like, like, info soon. I'm throwing a birthday party live show. And if you are live internationally or you can't get here, we're also going to do a full international streaming situation where you can message us. You can get merch with your tickets. You can get a specific T-shirt that's built with it. There's going to be a poster. We're doing a birthday party live show in Los Angeles, streamed worldwide. It's going to be December 9th. And we will have, it's going to be uh, at Dynasty Typewriter. And then all of the live stream stuff is going to be with Moment House, which does an incredible job. And so we'll have all the info next week of how you can get your tickets. But if you want to come in person, I want people to be able to get cheaper plane tickets or get housing situations. And you have to be fully vaxxed and show proof of vaccination to come to the in-person one. So we can I will everybody be there. I, am, I can't wait to buy my ticket, Arden. I mean- do you want to come do it? Well, yeah, but I'm also just happy to come watch it. No, I want you to be on stage. Yeah, sure. No problem. Oh, okay. there was one more thing I wanted to promote. What's that? Top Gun Maverick comes out in May of 2022. May, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> my, my wife saw it and she was like, did I miss it? I feel like I've been hearing about this movie forever. I looked it I up and I was like, no, it doesn't come out. It doesn't no. come out until next May. Months away. Yeah. Um, and then we're about to start Bachelor in Paradise Canada, which apparently takes place at a summer camp, which sounds so like sex summer camp and Canadians throw in some uh, spoken word poetry slams and yeah. I'll be blow drying my crotch from a uh, cream soda for the next 10 weeks. Uh, that's going to be a Patreon and Tana will put a link or uh, we'll tell people how to watch it. You can just try Googling it because I believe you can watch it just on their website, citytv.com. I checked and I was able to watch it on their site. So. Right, so we don't need to post it or link it. You guys go to citytv.com. Katie, is there anything you want to promote? Yes. Um, I am Katie underscore money on Instagram. And please go adopt an animal from your local shelter. If you can take care of it and be a good animal parent. Um, you guys, thank you so much. Until next week, I'll be back in my bougie garage. But in the meantime, don't forget to party. And when you <laughs> when you when you spill diet cream soda all over your crotch in front of your date, please do them a favor and blow dry it in front of them while you talk to them. Thank you. That's my public service announcement. My name is Arden Marine. Goodbye. Oh yeah. Gonna get all up in you tonight. It feels so good. Got one little question for you, girl. Will you accept this rose? Oh, will you accept this rose into your world? Oh, will you accept this rose into your world? Will you accept? 
Accept This Rose is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.